0: Tell her that you got a vacation home. That'll probably impress her. Are you out of your mind, Tucker? These are college girls, okay? They grew up with vacation homes and guys like me fixing their toilets. You gotta have some faith in yourself, man. Girls can smell fear. Now, come on, you are a good-looking man, more or less. You got a damn good heart. Yep. I mean, that's two things right there. Now, go on, get over there. What's the worst that can happen? You know something? You're right, Tuck, I'm gonna do it. All right. I'm gonna do it right now. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, no, Wh- whatever you say, just smile and laugh. That uh, shows confidence.
1: Smile and laugh.
0: Okay. Do it. All right. You guys, uh, going camping? Last week is all over, thank goodness, and as fun as it was for a few of us, the beat goes on and we broach upon the St. Jude Classic, formerly known as the WGC Bridgestone Invitational, but not to be confused with the St. Jude Invitational, which is where you should be looking at course history. TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to Graceland! Before the cut line takes you there Hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, hello UK, hello Ireland, Germany, Spain, Switzerland the list goes on and on We'd like to send an apology to our listeners in Minnesota As our introduction last week was deemed a little harsh to those who resided in the land of 10,000 Is it 10,000? 10, 10,000
1: lakes? Yeah, sure, I'll go with that
0: A lot of lakes, a lot of fish a lot of lakes, a lot of fish. Anyways, the the apology is there. It's out there. Good but I, I do hope your 3M hangover is over and you're getting ready for these Bermuda Greens. If you're new to the cut line, what the hell took you so long? Returning listeners, welcome back. And I normally dub this in, but hey, we'll say it. A sphincter says what? What? Exactly. Welcome back, Cutline Nation. I'm Mike Cavalunas, at Lunas on Twitter. The St. Jude is here, and the man that feels a tad different not to report on a major, which is next week. Very excited about that. Nevertheless, I am super pumped for that. TPC Southwind is not an easy course by any means, but we will have some scoring. But the best part, or the worst part, depending on how you look at it, there are no cuts this weekend. Boo. No cuts. Cut line. But this show cannot be done without the 6K Maestro, the high-flying, 127-yard-driving, pin-seeking son of a gun, the man who won't play Martin Pillar ever again, Mm -mm. maybe, Maybe. the guy behind the guy, behind the guy, Zero Iron Zack, Mulligan Manafort, time Manafort, at EaglesFan83 on Twitter... Zach Manafort. Zach,
1: how are you feeling this evening, brother? Feeling pretty good. You know, we dodged a hurricane out here yesterday, so that was exciting. Uh, a lot of build-up for a lot of letdown. So, you know, kind of like this week. They I'm knew to... that thing was getting No, they didn't, man. Yes, they talked they it up. They they sent out the sirens went off on the island. They sent out multiple alerts. I had text messages all day long. No, they, they legit thought it was going to be, even though it was only like a cat one, it was going to be the end of times here, but... It took a turn north and decided, nope, we're good. So didn't even get like m- more than a couple sprinkles and maybe a a wisp of wind. Overfilled the pool though. Yeah, we left the pool up, so you know, we took a took a gamble, paid off.
0: All right, all right. Well, we're gonna jump right into it and go to this week's dumbass award. This week's winner. Long story short, goes to You're Dustin Johnson. Stupid. Yep. DJ with a solid time this weekend, withdrawing after round one. Was it?
1: I didn't play him. I didn't even keep track. I don't even know. Oh, I just bad. know that I just knew that I wasn't gonna play him.
0: Twenty-some percent owned.
1: Couldn't was believe it. Was he really? It. I didn't even check. I didn't see how owned he was, but good. Good. Twenty percent of people did not listen to me. That's fine. Ugh. <laughs>
0: I, you know, something's wrong with his back, he says. I think something's wrong with his brain.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you go from a win to, to that, but all right. Two tournaments
0: in a row, man.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. Know, something's wrong,
0: as always. As it was. As it always shall be. Shall be. All right, we'll jump into our good, bad, or the ugly last week. My good, Tony Fino. Uh, I joined you there. Uh, I, I think he was just our best call. I, I did not yeah. I did not call Michael Thompson when that. Tournament, nope. Oh, I mean, I, I liked him. I had him maybe in a few lineups, but I did not call him to win. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Seb Um, I know he made the cut, but I just thought he was going to do a
1: lot better than he ended up doing. What about you? Yeah. What was your bad? Uh, I think all of it was bad. I was just I was just off last week. I don't think I really made outside of Fina. Like, I, I don't know. I guess my my only good would. Be would have been <laughs> my guarantee. It was like the only call that off the wall that made it through and finished like 40th. And that was Chris Baker.
0: Yeah. That was, I mean, that was a good call. Great call.
1: Other than that, no, it was not a good week for me. But I mean, we were, we were in stride for like four or five weeks there. So, I mean, we were bound to hit a little bump in the road. That's fine. Yeah. It's all right. It happens. All right. So then my ugly would be
0: Glover. Sank me yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Agreed. In my three maxes, single entries, even the 150 max, I was all over Glover, and he just uh,
1: shit the bed. I'm with you. I had a lot of Glover as well, which is, when we agree on things, usually when things go south, so we should probably agree less.
0: We can't plan on that, Zach.
1: That's true. We can't.
0: But Cutline is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the St. Jude Invitational WGC event. Mm And we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> I like these guys. They're funny guys. Arriba! Just kill one of them. Give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sun trucks and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Not your back door. Hmm. Now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. Cut line is here to give you the best plays to build you the best lineups week in and week out. Nice Beaver.
1: Thank you. And the goal is sucked. for you to Let be in
0: the wiener that. circle and winners, and basically to get you six of six through the cut line. There is no cut line. There is no cut line. So, that's kind of a pointless bit. But, so what? We had fun. We did. Zach, it's Wednesday night.
1: What are you going to be doing? Well, I had a big extravagant thing lined up to talk about winds and the hurricanes and all sorts of craziness that I was going to go do and picking up stuff. But, honestly, now that it didn't hit, I'm just going to be relaxing and enjoying some, uh, hopefully not canceled baseball. You know, your stories used to be a
0: lot more entertaining.
1: They they will be. Don't you worry.
0: <laughs> oh, the White Sox game got canceled tonight. See, the Phillies
1: game got canceled. The Marlins game got canceled.
0: Well, I mean, supposedly the White Sox game got uh, canceled because of rain. Oh, uh, but COVID rain. Uh, COVID rain. Yeah. But I don't know if uh, this news came out here. It was it was Rick Renteria went to go get a COVID test. Apparently, he passed the test, so we're good there. Um so he's oh, gonna, good. But um we'll see we'll see what happens. But this isn't a base, this isn't a baseball show. No, it's not. This week the PGA Tour travels to Memphis for the St. Jude Classic Invitational, whatever we want to call it. The fairways are tight, the greens are small and scoring is at a premium. Past winners include Dustin Johnson, Daniel Berger twice, Brooks Kepka, don't get fooled, looking at stats at the wrong tournament history. If you look at the Bridgestone Invitational, you are looking at the wrong course. True. Make sure you look at the St. Jude, FedEx St. Jude. Runner-ups include Phil Mickelson. But that's it. So good luck with that tourney history. Well, basically we're looking at players that you roster that need to be red hot with the putter or just scoring machines because there is no cut line the entire dfs field is getting six of six through so bogeys and birdies avoiding those bogeys eagles however you want to rate your scoring is going to be more of a premium look these pga players are exhausted and somehow they're playing in a tournament that doesn't seem to make sense before each pga championship now the average winning score at st jude is 13 under we need scoring here to scramble at tpc southwind par fours are beasts while the par fives are minnows zach what challenges are the
1: golfers facing this weekend well speaking of tpc Southwind's in memphis tennessee as you already covered most of the history of this course i'll just skip right to the good stuff uh par 70 7,238 yards it's a long course for par 70 but it's watery it's got a lot a lot of water in play 11 water hazards that are on play in 10 different holes, so that should make it quite the fun course. Also has a moderate amount of bunkers, about 75 in total. Looking at Bermuda grass on very fast and small greens, 4,300 square feet, so that's pretty small. Uh, Par four scoring, as you mentioned, is the main stat, which is usually what we do on par par 70 courses, so I will be having quite a bit of that. Uh, Also, I'm gonna be looking at long and accurate drivers and scrambling as well. But, so let's take a look at the weather, because that might be the only thing that kind of breaks us up from the normal course. So, we've had a bunch of calm courses this this season so far. We've had one or two windy ones, and this one looks like we're going to combine the wind and the rain. So, Thursday, we've got uh, quite a bit of rain in the forecast. Uh, Almost a quarter of an inch by the time 10 a.m. rolls around. Uh, Winds will pick up from 10 to 15 miles an hour. It gusts up to 23 all day Thursday. Uh, Pretty much the same thing on Friday, so rain in the morning, strong winds in the afternoon, more rain at night, and then Saturday we calm down a little bit, still some rain in the afternoon, and then maybe, just maybe, Sunday, it's going to be a beautiful day for golf. No wind, no rain. So, I know we're early in the forecast here, but this might shift to the right a little bit, so keep an eye on the weather. There definitely could be a weather angle, especially in a no-cut event, you want guys who can score and give them as many times as a calm, cool day as possible, so just keep an eye on it. Uh, otherwise, what I'm looking at for this course, I'm going to do strokes gained approach. I'm going to do JR's gain because it's a very small greens. Scrambling because there's a lot of places to get in trouble here. Birdies are better gained because you need to score. Good drives, long and accurate. And then, of course, strokes gained par four is the key here to win it all. So that's what I'm looking at this week. What about you? Keeping it simple, going to look at ball striking, approach,
0: scrambling. Uh, strokes gained tee to green. Birdie's a better gain, uh, strokes gain off the tee, fairway's gain. Kind of looking at that. Looking at past history at this score specifically, um, hitting the fairway is a premium. So I'm going to weight that very heavily. And then, secondly, the approach shot uh, is key. And you want to approach and have the ability to score. So I'm going to look at our good ball strikers who are very successful long term, short term, reason term. that's where my main focus is going to lie. Because when players do get on the green, they don't seem to have that difficult of a time making putts. Putting is not a premium here, even though we are on Bermuda grass. So, it's where it's where I lie here this weekend.
1: Sounds like a pretty solid play to me.
0: So, I know you were going to say kind of like bankroll management before we get into our birdie or better section. What uh, what did you want to just kind of touch upon real quick?
1: Uh, you know, for these no-cut events, especially WGC stuff like this, I- I'm just not a big fan of playing a lot. Um, you know, I get it. There's angles to this, and I'm sure there's advantages to, to taking a stand on a bunch of players and fading ownerships with a ton of lineups, but I don't know. I, I like cut events. I thrive on them. I just don't see the reason to risk more than you know, 5%, maybe 10%. Play the three maxes. Play the single entries. Uh, that's my plan going into it. I just don't like to risk a lot in these in these type of events.
0: I'm at, I'm, I'm right there with you. 78 golfers in the field, no cut anyone could score i i you look at these golfers you know minus a handful of them they're all eight, eight, have the ability to top 10 top 5 and win so you know you just got to get the the right lineup put together so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens yeah. but these two putts from victory only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there boys that's birdie all day long Take us to our Birdie or Better range, our Birdie or Better segment, where Zach and I break down each tier of golfer in this weekend's DraftKings pool. And this range is from the 11K down to the 7K range, and we're going to look at our favorite plays as well as the golfers that we intend to fade. We're going to start in that 11 to 10K range. I'm going to kick it off this week. You do it. And I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. And here's why. We've seen Rom come and win. We've seen Deshambo come and win. We've seen JT almost win, finish second, right? We've seen Dustin Johnson win. And I'm not saying that like Rory's playing my turn or anything like that, but it's just it's Rory McIlroy, former number one in the world. We know he has the goods, the stuff. He was not playing last week. He's prepping for the PGA Championship. Rory McIlroy, I think, is a key play this weekend. When you look at his stats in the last 24 rounds, he ranks 7th in uh, strokes gained total, 6th in tee to green, 6th in ball striking, 2nd off the tee, and 19th in approach. These are all key stats that I'm focusing on this weekend, so I just like Rory. I like the spot he's in. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. He's
1: actually the only one that I was considering that didn't make my cut up here. Yeah, so I, I can completely see that. Who are you looking at? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with tried and true. The dude just crushed it. His last win two weeks ago at the Memorial and John Rom. I mean, he's played here once in 2019, got seventh. So we know course history does play a pretty big part here, especially because it's changed a little bit. So if guys have performed well here in the past, I, I definitely want a piece of him. Uh, his basically his entire game has looked fantastic um, the last two two weeks he's played. So uh, I can't see any other reason to go anywhere besides Rom. And there's plenty of guys in the case to to play off of here. So I'm all about the 6K, or John Rom this week i like that call i'm on ram
0: as well i think he's a a solid play obviously he's in great form the thing i I worry about with anyone in this field is everyone's focused on next week right
1: yeah yeah the major yeah of course
0: so how how, like do we take it with a grain of salt do we say okay let's you know let's let's go with some of the lower guys like are you going to roster any of these upper tier guys in your lineups
1: yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll have uh, at least one or two. I I, I don't know. I, I think Rom's going to play a win. I don't, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, especially after taking the last week off. And a lot of these guys took last week off, so I like that a lot.
0: Okay, not bad. Um, chalk that I'm going to just talk about is Justin Thomas. Now, we I, I can't figure out why JT, other than his price point, why he's gaining what you know in my initial look all this ownership like an immense amount of ownership and i get the form that he's had right but yeah you had 18th at the memorial second at the workday you know he missed the cut the trials before that and the eighth and tenth so coming back he's been in excellent form but so is the shambo so is you know rory so is rom like i can make arguments for all these guys but looking at initial ownership why do you think jt is the chalk uh, this bunch, this 10K bunch. I
1: honestly, I I don't know. I I don't have him at all.
0: Like looking into it, like recent form, he most definitely fits the f- like recent form in last 24 rounds. Third in like my total rank, but seventh in approach, eighth in ball striking, second in scrambling, third in bogey avoidance, fourth in strokes going to tee degree. Now we got to assume that most people that are doing their analysis don't have access to Fantasy National. Right. Um, So I'm assuming they don't have access to this data. Now, other than his recent form, the only connection that I can make, and it kind of goes back to what we just talked about, is that people are looking at the wrong course history. True. And they're seeing the course history that he has at this specific WGC tournament, which, remember, was played at Firestone in 2018, the year that Justin Thomas won.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's great. Well I I love that.
0: Of course, I, you know, it could always come bite us in the ass and I'll end up winning. Sure. But yes, of I really hope people aren't doing that. I just hope people are smarter.
1: Uh actually about half and half. <laughs> Fair enough. Huh.
0: Alright, let's go to the nine K range. Why don't you kick it off?
1: Uh okay. Let's go with uh our little friend, Colin Morikawa, I, I think he's he's primed for a good spot. Hasn't played here, of course, last year, but you know, looking great the, this season so far. Is, he's got plenty of, uh, we know he's got the ability, and we know he's got ice in his veins. I mean, there's no way this field's going to threaten him. Uh, his, my only problem, he's the worst putting surface he has is Bermuda, so that makes me worry a little bit. But they're small green, so I think he can get over it. Uh, He shook off his struggles on approach the last two weeks, and he has been crushing it with 5.1 strokes at the Memorial, and then he had 9.2 when he won the workday. Same course, obviously, but whatever. Um, So it just shows that he's been dialed in. Uh, Earlier in the season, he had ninth and a 2nd, Charles Schwab. I mean, when the guy's on, he's on, and he's been on, minus his putter. Uh, I think we shrink the greens a little bit. He'd have no problem. At 9K, I'm willing to take that shot at Marcao.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, I'm with you on the I don't hate the call either um, at 9,500. He's not, I mean, none of these guys are necessarily going to get overlooked in this field. It is a, yeah. this, like a smaller field. So they're going to have double digit ownership, especially in this nine K range, except for our boys, DJ and Brooks. Now I'm not going to endorse them and say they are must play. Right. But if you're looking for leverage to the field this weekend, Aren't Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka your obvious answers in the 9K range? Yeah. Like they they're just leverage plays and and you're expecting to lose unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat.
1: Yeah. You think really think they're going to be that? They're going to people are going to be all over them? I think they're not going to play them at all.
0: I think though everyone else in this range, not named Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson, Will be double digit owned. I, mean, I think Berger I mean, will be. I think Berger could be. I think they crazy are. Owned. Seventy-eight guys in the field. People That's have true. to roster. They have I mean, to roster. so
1: soft, or you could build
0: anything. Exactly, all these guys are going to get double digit ownership, except for those two. And Dustin, for good, good reason, good measure, right? Withdrawing yeah. last weekend. Um I haven't heard that he's like fully committed this weekend either. So we'll see. She's going to be tee off and withdraw. And then you look at Brooks Kepka, missed the cut last weekend, 62nd at the Memorial, and then missed the cut at the workday. Yep. Had a 7th place finish at the Heritage, but wasn't too impressive at the Schwab or the... Or the uh, well, the API was before the break, but he was 47th and missed the cut at the Honda. He's just had a bad season so far.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been off him all season. Huh? Nope, no thanks. Yep. Nice. All right,
0: so my top guy in this 9K range is xander and we're going to go with x for a couple reasons one we talked about being solid off the fairway he's fourth in my fairways and greens model he's fifth overall in my approach model he's first in scoring when you weight this in my weighted scoring model and he's 22nd in putting okay of this 9k range he's not even one of the most popular in fact he's second to last not including dustin johnson brooks Kepka just a share ahead of Matthew Fitzpatrick. So you're kinda getting some leverage ownership there. You look at his recent form, thirteenth at the Memorial, 14th at the workday, twentieth at the Travelers. He has course history here where last year he finished in twenty seventh. And in twenty seventeen this same course he finished in fifty second. X
1: is my top play in this nine K range. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that at all. I mean Did pretty well here last year. and He's been playing great golf. His approach game's been on. Yeah, why not?
0: One little caveat I would do want to mention about his putting. His worst putting service is Bermuda, but he's still gaining strokes there because he's such a good
1: putter. So, who else you got in this range? Uh, My only other guy I like in this range is Tyrell Haddon at 9,700. He doesn't pop a whole lot on stats, but he's been playing fantastic golf. Uh, 43rd here last year Uh, isn't really the one thing you want to see, but... When you look at how he's been playing since the break, uh, and historically, Bermuda is by far his best putting surface, so I do like that, especially when you have a, a range in the 9Ks where most of the guys aren't good. Um, and then you look at just how he's been playing since he's come back. Uh, you look at, he finished the season at WGC Mexico where he got 6th, and he won the API, Then we didn't see him until the RBC Heritage, he got 3rd, and then we saw him at the Rocket Mortgage and he got 4th, uh, and that's all because his approach game and his players has been on fire. I think this is a perfect place for him to get four clean rounds in and, and run up the scores. Uh, it also helps that he does very well in moderate and windy conditions. So uh, I'll have a lot of Tyrell Hatton this week. And I think I hope that he doesn't come in as highly owned as I think he might. I like Hutton as well.
0: I think uh, one of your chalky, more popular plays is going to get talked up this week because he did win back to back is Daniel Berger. Yeah, um, I like Berger but I think I don't need, if he ends up becoming 20%, 25%, I don't need Daniel Berger. Where I am going to go, though, is Webb Simpson. Um, Webb Simpson, former number one player in the world until Johnny Rahm took over. But again, similar to the stat-wise of Xander, he's a great approach player. He's great off the tee. He's great at scoring, and he's an amazing putter. He has course history here, 2019. He finished in second at the WGC. And then when he did play in the St. Jude, he missed the cut in 2015, but he did finish in third place in 2014. So uh, we're looking at some success. The last time we saw Webb, though, he did miss the cut at the Memorial. Um, Just doesn't fit that course real well. So um, take it with a grain of salt, suck it up, lick your wounds, move on. Webb Simpson, uh, look at him in depth. He has been, in the last five rounds, gained strokes everywhere but nothing very, very, very impressive, probably because he lost so many strokes at the Memorial. But when we do look at like his 8th place finish at the Rocket Mortgage, his 1st place finish at the RBC Heritage, he was gaining almost five, uh, an average of 5 strokes gained on approach, and the putting was just on point. So I really like Webb Simpson here.
1: I like that call. That's a good one.
0: Also a great Bermuda putter. Also true. So we're gonna go to the 8K range. Unless you got someone else in this 9K range we haven't talked about. Like I, I nope. don't I don't want to spend time going over everybody. But I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of golfers.
1: It's not worth having a huge player pool here. It, I, I don't have more than two or three per per range. And I'm just gonna be mixing and matching in my three maxes. So I just like having them work out. Cool. All right, so let's go to the 8K range. Uh, who do you like? Uh, I'll kick it off with a maybe unpopular play, Jordan Spieth at uh, oh, 100. I know, I'm on the speeds train this year, and I was off it last year, but I just see reasons to get on. I mean, he played well last or last time we saw him at the Memorial after just blowing the work day, uh, which is okay, because Memorial's a little bit harder. Um, his approach game, was, he was good. He was good all around. But And we know he also has played well here in Memphis. Uh, last year, he got 12th, even during his string of just, you know, terrible. He came off the Open with a 20th. The week before that, he must have cut the Travelers. The week after the Judy he got a 78th. So, I mean... If he's going to do well, it seems like this is the place where he can bounce back. He hasn't worried about getting cut, so all he just needs is a couple good rounds <laughs> of golf. He's a decent Bermuda putter, second best surface, and you know he plays well in the wind. So I don't think he'll be highly owned. So I like having a little bit of leverage here in the AKs, and I think I'm going to do that with with Spieth and uh, and Jason Day. But I'll let you go first.
0: Well, Jordan Spieth, let's just let's just take a look. 58th Charles Keating the Green last 24 24 rounds. 66, I'm sorry, 66th to green, 67th to ball striking, 68th off the tee. I mean, these aren't stats in this field that are screaming play me. So if you are going to roster Jordan Spieth, I think you are going to get a leverage spot here. Um, I can't do it, dude. Really? You don't think so? I, I just can't. I, I'd rather go down to those upper sevens than play Spieth. Uh,
1: upper sevens? Why can't you do that and play Spieth?
0: I mean, you can. I just don't want to play Jordan Speeth. In fact, a guy I do want to play is $100 less than Jordan Spieth. And I can't believe really? I'm saying this again. Oh, no. Again! Two, two weeks in a row. You learned your lesson. It's like three weeks in a row. Sergio Garcia, the bane of my existence. Not really. But still, since coming back from the break... 32nd at the Memorial, 32nd at the Travelers, 5th at the uh, Heritage, missed the cut at the Schwab. I'm okay with that. Okay, when you look at his, uh, his stats, he's 11th out the fairway, 16th in approach in my approach model, and 17th in my putting ranker. And my overall metric ranker for th- this tournament specifically, he's averaging 9th place, 9th overall. So That's pretty good. I like Sergio here, 8K. I think he's a solid option
1: i don't disagree with you i mean stat wise he's number six in my model so i get it i just yeah
0: i mean i guarantee you'll make the cut
1: <laughs> careful withdraw martin pillar martin
0: pillar um
1: so sergio i like what about you okay. who else you like uh um you know i think billy horschel's talked to death already and it's only monday so i'll go with the. Uh, Jason Day at 8,200, again another guy who, you know, ranks 44th overall in the model, and his approach game ranks 71st, which isn't great, uh, but his str- scrambling 13th, Bursbury games 8th, and Strokes game par four is 9th. What I do like to mention is, although he's ranked so bad in the approach over his last 50 rounds, the last two events, the Memorial and the Workday, he's been in the green, and he got a fourth at the Memorial and a seventh at the Workday. So either he's found, figured something out, you know, he's playing a little bit better, around the green games a little bit better, uh, you know, I just think maybe we see a decent, healthy Jason Day here, unless he something medically goes wrong with him, which is always a concern. But he's also the, a great Bermuda putter, so I like all of those things combined. Uh, and I think he's pretty cheap here relative to his performance. Um, he got 40th here last year, so okay, not that not so great, but you know he wasn't in the best form last year anyway. Um, but I do like him here. No cut event, best Bermuda putter, coming off two solid weeks, should come out with some confidence on playing some Jason Day. Yeah, Jason Day does fit this like course
0: style, and using the research on FanShare Sports, um, you know you can do metrics of different course styles and and see their DraftKings scoring. He actually ranks 16th on this type of course. Um, So that's that's looking around like 80 to 85 DraftKings points. Um, I like that in Jason Day, especially at 8200. In my confidence, Mm -hmm. got him finishing about 31st on average. So, uh, last guy I want to mention in this 8k range is Patrick Reed um, Patrick Reed when you look at the stats does not pop really anywhere he's kind of middle of the road and off the fairway middle of the road and approach where he does most of his damage obviously is around the green with the short stick but what I like to hear about Reed is that he did miss the cut in 2014 but had a 12th place finish here last year you look at his stats since the break he's either dominated or missed a cut we got 7th, 24th, 39th and 10th and that, that play at the memorial was impressive because he just skyrocketed up the leaderboard in that windy Sunday it was insane how good he played um, and it's unfortunate that it was such bad weather that he, he couldn't even score better but I like Fatty here, he always seems to just go under owned, um, got him for single digit ownership right now and I, I'm just going to I have a lot of Patrick Reed this weekend now I'm gonna you know Uh, you gotta plant your flag somewhere and I'm going with Reed
1: yeah yeah okay go ahead I don't want it I don't I just I get it I just he's killed me so many times and it's no reason other than I just don't want to play
0: him uh you just have hindsight bias
1: I I do and I have limited lineups and I don't want to stare at his name (laughs) all right Zach already (laughs) kind of you already touched touched about it but Billy Horschel absolute
0: I, I think he's a must play I don't want to go deep diving into all his stats, but when you look at just like his course history here, ninth, fifty first, fourth, eighth, and sixth, um you'd be crazy not to have him son of your lineups, especially if you're going with mixed multi or with multi entry. I almost said mixed martial arts. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh Memorial he was thirteenth at the workday championship he was seventh. He looks really good. But the guy who's collecting all the fanfare right now is Abram Answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Where do you sit? I sit on the non-owning part of him. Fair enough. I just don't want him. Doesn't fit. I don't have enough room. I don't have enough lineups. I don't want him. All right, let's go to the 7K range. Let's go! Who you got? Henrik Stenson. I haven't seen him at all. 7,600. He raised out number one for me over the last 50 rounds on Bermuda Courses. One on Strokes Gained Approach, one on G.I.R.S. Gained, one on Good Drives, 18th on Par 4s, 22nd on Scrambling, and a little middling 40th on Burry Spreader Gained. Haven't seen him at all this year. Uh, haven't seen him on the Euro Tour since uh, January. We got 44th at Saudi International. So, I don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to get 100 Stenson with four, four rounds of golf. So, I'll take that any day. Uh, so, I'll have quite a bit of Stenson this week. Yeah,
0: in terms of his scoring, I like Stenson, but... I just don't like that he hasn't played yet. Yeah, but you don't have to
1: worry about getting cut. So if he comes out and is on, then there you go.
0: I uh, can't do it. Like you said, like like we said, we are talking about limited ro- uh, options, limited like rosters that we're constructing. I'm going to go straight to Paul Casey, who's missed two straight cuts. So I'll take four days of Paul Casey trying to figure it out and put uh. it all back together for the PGA Championship. I mean, think about it. He's yeah, great off the tee. He's You're great. Right. I mean, like he's the best. Like if you look at it just metrically, statistically, he's the best overall golfer in the seven k range. You, you can't argue against that. I mean, can't? I don't think you I can. Could. Who would you say? All around, Punter. all around. You think? He, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh huh.
1: Henrik Stenson, by far, the better golfer.
0: But okay. No, not better with the not the, with
1: the driver. No way. Mm, fine. Yes, with the driver, you're correct.
0: I don't. I, I. think you're getting Casey at a discounted price with two missed cuts, and I get it. In the last 24 rounds, he's been terrible, especially around the green and with the short game and with the putter. But guess what? You don't need that shit here. True. All you gotta do is get that but uh, that ball close to the stick, and if you miss the green, it's not very penalizing here. It's not like the Memorial was. It's not like last weekend was, which. I don't know what Minnesota was doing. It just forgot to mow the lawn. Um, but, I mean, in the last 24 rounds here with Paul Casey, look, 14th in the field, tee to green, 4th in ball striking, 11th off the tee, and 11th in approach, 46th in DK points. And I think that is because he's 75th in putting and 74th around the green in this 77th short game rank. That's almost last place. I, I mean,. Casey figures out the putter. He figures out you know, a few chip shots here there, boom, lock it up, he's top ten in it.
1: I see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would agree. All right. Who else you going in this range? Um, not too many. I do like Ian Poulter here. I think he's pretty underpriced at seventy four hundred. I mean the guy's been playing some up and down golf the last couple weeks. You know, he missed the cut to Memorial, but you know, the week before that, the same course, he got fifth. Um, and it, really his stats have been all over the place His auto-T game struggled His approach game has been up and down His putting has been pretty consistent So that's good um, But he's a good Bermuda putter He plays okay in the wind uh, I think at this price He's decent a decent spot here and The one thing I do like on, on Bermuda courses He's six in burger very better game, so And 22nd on par 4 So I'll take those two stats Along with his 14th in scrambling and I'll throw him in two or three of my three maxes, and just build around him. I I really do think Poulter's in a good spot. Uh, he also has got an eighth here last year, so I like that as well. So good spot for him to come out after a week off and and play much better.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little wrench into your please don't in your process this week.
1: No. Yes.
0: I'm projecting Sanjay M., the Terminator to score seventy points. The okay. simulator. Has Sung J M projected to finish in the top 15 with 71 points? His style course history has been the third best option for this tournament. My confidence has been 22nd. Sung J M hmm. has been terrible. Yeah. Since coming back. Missed the cut, 63rd, 53rd, 58th. Missed the cut, 10th.
1: I mean, I'm disgusted by his approach game, and that is key here, and that is a big concern. He's still going to be popular. I will. I'm. St- I'm going to take my same stance as last week, and I'm not playing him until he shows me that he's turned something around. I'm kind of curious
0: what the rest of the field will do with Sanjay because I'm more than willing to go pay the extra four hundred dollars for Matthew Wolfe agreed i i mean i will do that in a heartbeat with how well he's scoring right now in my scoring model wolf is 21st in the field and secretly who's even better at scoring bubba watson at 7100 who's eighth in the field in scoring not sure that this is the course fit for bubba but um i mean he's been playing very well in his approach game recently especially in the last 12 rounds you have any bubba
1: I have no Bubba, But I've got a lot of Wolf so I absolutely agree with you On Wolf Wolf mm. is my other 7k play The, the, the only other guy I've got
0: Alright Other guys I want to mention Max Homa Scotty Scheffler I think this 7k range is loaded I mean I mean, like <laughs> we, Scotty Scheffler man Dude I, they, he he He's so good He's good at golf He's just playing God bad he got,
1: he got I mean 22nd oh, Terrible I'll, I guess I'll get there I'll figure it out <laughs> uh no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: no 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 no, Hell no. can't do it all right so let's take us to the cut line signature segment can't do it won't do it can't do it this is where zach and i will look at ownership double double digit ownership Tell you a guy they can't, cannot, will not, shall not play this weekend. Zach, who's your guy? I mean, honestly,
1: it's tough in these type of no cut events to find a guy because there's gonna be so many people that are double digit owned. But to me, I'm just gonna go ahead and just fade Daniel Berger. I'm not gonna play him at all. I think he. I think we'll see him. I don't even want to say guess, but I. I fear, like, 29%, 30% owned. I mean, the dude just screams, play me. Uh, 9,600, coming off. He's the only guy who's going back-to-back. But, you know, he missed a cut, the memorial. But before that, the dude's on fire. Third, first, fourth, fifth, ninth. I mean, come on. Uh, People are just going to latch on to Berger. And I get it in in a way. But in a field where you only have, like, 70-plus guys, you get four rounds of golf... Why are you going to have the same guy as 30% of the field? All he's got to do is just stumble one of those windy days and you're way ahead of everybody else. I get it. He's a good golfer. I get it. People are going to play him and he has a chance here. But all the guys above him I just like better and all the guys below him I like better. So why am I going to be one of the sheep? I like it. So no Daniel Berger. Can't do it. Won't do it.
0: My boy is one Abraham answer. Yes, I like we, it. I think answer is going to be Chalk Donkey this weekend, and I have zero interest to be on any Chalk in a no-cut event when anything could happen. Yep. I, I just don't have any interest in that. In my simulation model, we see him finishing in 45th constantly with only about 65 draft Kings points. You look at his style history here, he finishes 49th in his course projection, specifically to TPC Southwind, 45th overall. I don't want to pay eighty four hundred for a guy who's going to finish forty fifth in the <laughs> WGC event. It's just it's 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 not going to help you win anything. So, like, it's already hard enough to win a WGC event, like for DraftKings, because you just have to put the right lineup together. But I, I'm not Abraham. Answer is not going to be part of that lineup build at twenty percent ownership. No, thank you. And that's yeah, all it I, is. It's an ownership leverage play. That's all. it yeah, is. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Hundred percent. It's not like he doesn't fit the course statistically.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Um, anyone else? Anyone else who can't no. play Chalky Chalky can't play?
1: No, I think everybody else I'm I'm open to. Um, again, I, the guys I've mentioned are probably the only guys I'll have. I won't deviate much, so I pretty much can't do the rest of the field. So all of the rest of the guys I haven't mentioned. <laughs> I'm interested where will end up. I, I am too. I don't think it's the right play for this, this week, but I don't I can't hate a guy who's gonna get four rounds of the Bell he's been playing pretty good. Understatement of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that takes us to our MG Monsters and Guarantee where Zach and I look at this six K range. We pick a player who is below seven thousand dollars. We'll finish top twenty-five. That is our monster, and then guaranteed to make make the cut. The issue is that all these players will make the cut. So this week, Zach and I are giving you three monsters to fill up that leaderboard.
1: Zach, this is your segment, man. Who you got? Yes. Yeah, so so you know, I'll kick it off. As I'll, I'll just mention the score right now. It's five to me. Five of me, one to you. Uh, so you got some ground to gain on me this week, and it's because Chris Baker made the cut because both of our monsters were terrible last week. So we'll keep keep the train rolling. We can get three for three here if we get all three monsters. But I'm going to kick it off with, oh, God, I hate saying this name sometimes, Ches Uh I think he is a decent fit for this course. Uh, he does well on some of these shorter, shorter events, and we've seen him do well specifically on TPC Southwind in the past. Uh, he got 27th here last year. And then we look at his memorial and workday. He got 22nd and 17th. Both would have made the made the the monsters winner for our com- contest here. And that's because he's just playing good all around golf. Everything he does has been in the green the last two weeks. So I'm hoping, you know, that Ches Reevy will take his the last week off and he'll come out in, in the 6Ks, put us up a top 25, and and move on with life for six for 6K. Can't go wrong there.
0: Fair enough. My guy comes in at $6,300. is Jason Kokrak. Woo, baby. Cokes. Now, Hoeksters. Kokrak missed the cut at the Memorial, missed the cut at the Workday, missed the cut at the Travelers, missed the cut at the Heritage, <laughs> third place at the Schwab. Okay, so he had a third at the Schwab, then four straight miss cuts. Look. Jason Kokrak is much better golfer than 6,300, and because his form recently has been so bad that people aren't playing him. But the truth is, in my in my fairway model off the tee, he ranks 12th in the field. In my approach model, 30th. Okay, He struggles in scoring, but you know what? He's getting four days and get a hot putter, and, and that'll alleviate that problem. In my overall rank, he ranks 16th. In my weighted effects model, he ranks 25th in my aggregate model twenty first and in my confidence twenty fourth. I like Jason Kokrak here at sixty three hundred. He gives you flexible like a, like a it just gives you flexible spending to build up elsewhere and build unique lineups.
1: I like that call. It's a pretty good one. Thank you. Yeah. I'm here for you. Might be a little chalky, but that's okay. That's
0: okay. It's all right you got another Talk one we, we all three right you got you yeah got... I got three
1: so a quick one uh, i'll go rcb at 6900 he ranks 37th overall for me uh middle of the road on pretty much everything 23rd and buries better 29th and good drives 41st and par 4 scoring 30th on approach uh he is not the worst for me to putter just about average so i will take that as well uh but you know he has a successful history here he got 12th here last year so I like that a lot coming off of, of, you know, a decent finish at 32nd at 3M. Uh, and that's because his approach game was on. So if his approach game's on, I think we see RCB compete because he can put up some scores. And he's familiar here. So I like him. 6 nine is a little higher than 6Ks for, for a monster, but I'm going to give it a shot.
0: Cool. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go with Phil
1: Mickelson. <laughs> is that a risk? That's uh, a risk. <laughs> Are you sure? I sure? <laughs> redefine risk, I think.
0: Uh, he, you know, he might miss the cut. Is that risky? <laughs> uh, Phil here, in course history-wise, 57th last year. It's really the only blemish. 12th in 2018, 9th in 2017, 2nd, 3rd, 11th. So that's old Phil Mix- Mickelson, young Phil Mickelson. As we've seen, rounds 1 and 2 so far this year, Spectacular saturday and sunday not so much especially like when he was winning in the travelers and just faded down to like 24th place now he'll hit his bombs he'll hopefully be accurate uh with his approach shots and the green will give him no issues i'm just hoping for a hot putter and a phil mickelson top you know top 10 right there man go back old school
1: (sighs) i don't know if that's risky but okay sure (laughs) it's
0: risky man he's he's old man he's not he's not
1: he's not old like he's old
0: phil talks about coffee all the
1: time can i give you a real risky play that that really defines risk yes okay 6200 joel donovan is my third one it's not risky are have you seen his stats from the last two weeks it's not risky He made the cut at the Memorial, finished 74th. That sounds like, okay, he did pretty bad. He lost 9.4 strokes on the field. That's pretty terrible. Let's go back one week further. He lost 15.6 strokes on the field at the workday. He's been playing like trash. He hasn't played here before, but prior to those two awful events, he was doing all right. 20th at the Travelers, 19th at the Schwab, and then 48th at RBC Heritage. So whatever, okay, erase all that. Uh, Last 50 rounds, just looking at Bermuda courses, 25th, good drives. 20th, par four. 25th, Jairus gained. And 21st on approach. So I think that's a little bit more risky than Nicholson. Maybe it's even. But he's going to be my third monster. I think i want to go 3-for-3 this week. And that should be fun. All
0: right. I'm going to go with Hao Tong Li.
1: Oh, nice. I like that call. I really do.
0: I do too. Anyways, last year at the WGC St. Jude, gained... A stroke off the tee, lost strokes in approach, and still finished in 20th place because his putter was so good. Um, I like Tong Lee. I think he goes way under owned. He's only $6,100, and he's a lot better of a golfer than I think people give him credit for. So um, I think that's risky.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I do like that. I do like that call, though. That's really good. I
0: was gonna say Benny on, but, Meh. That's not new news. Doesn't give you any leverage.
1: It doesn't. Not really.
0: No. So how Tong Li gonna win it? Top five. Tong Li. Top fiver.
1: Top five. Top five. Top five. <laughs> it's fun to mention that the the Barracuda is going on this week as well.
0: I know no DraftKings events. That's sad. It is.
1: Men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him.
0: Well, that'll wrap up the cut line and our analysis of the St. Jude. Join us next yeah. week as we break down the PGA Championship. Yep, yep. Which is our first major of the season. Again, thank wow. you to PGA Tour, Fantasy National, FanShare Sports, Zach. Thank you for all your contributions to another kick-ass show. Gracias. Appreciate all the work you do for the Cutline. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. I'm Michael Cavallunis. You can find me on Twitter at Lunis. L i u n a s. And of course, you can find the Cutline at T Cutline six of six through is inevitable this weekend <laughs> unless you get your dustin johnson withdraw is the only way you're getting down to five of six and unless you get really unlucky you'll be to four of six but needless to say you're gonna have six of six through go and get them
1: see you